the blast from our past network. How do you attract a man? What I mean is, suppose you set your heart on somebody. What would you do to get him? Grab him and take him. You grab him and and take him. Take him. Like that. Talking back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim. Co-host Dean is here, too, with a, with a giant broadsword. What's up, Dean? I got uh, Careful with that thing. Just picked this thing up today. I just picked it up. I'm not really good with it yet. I'm knocking things over everywhere. I can see just that. Just knocked my monitor over. Your studio's a mess. It's a mess. It's a mess. Um, I prefer using magic to the broadsword. Oh, okay. I'm so. a little afraid of that. My dog is now a chicken. Oh, cool. <laughs> nice. And I don't mind it. Yeah. Would you, would you, Tim, would you prefer to be a magic user or a sword wielder in this universe? In this universe, unless yeah. I'm Conan, I'd prefer to be a magic wielder because they seem to be very powerful. Yeah, same. I want to I wanna wield that if magic. If you're Conan wielding the sword, I mean, come on. Pretty good. I'll take Conan. Pretty good. Wait, Conan. Why am I calling him Conan? Conan O'Brien? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Damn it. Conan. I thought this might happen. I thought I might call him Conan, Conan at one point. And it happened. We're two minutes in and I called him Conan. Well, Conan. Now you don't have to worry anymore because you did it. Yeah, gl- glad I got that out of the way. Conan. Pressure's off. It's Conan. His name is Conan. Yeah. And actually, he's not the barbarian. He's the destroyer. He is. Yeah. He destroys. So everybody listening, you can put two and two together now. We've decided to cover Conan the Destroyer this week. I thought I had seen this movie before. Actually, I was certain I had seen it before. Okay. And it turns out that is not the case. I had what did you not see? seen this movie before. What did I huh. see? I saw yeah. Conan the Barbarian uh, as a Saturday afternoon special. I'd watch yeah. like half an hour of it here when it came on one, one weekend. Half an hour of it there, another weekend. Right. I thought I was watching a couple of different movies. Okay, yeah. So I was very pleased with Conan the Destroyer. Of course. Uh, I thought it was just as good as The Barbarian. Yeah. It's um, it, it's kind of great. Like, I kind of fell in love with it halfway through. Yeah. Um, it, it's a ton of fun. It's so good. It's so much fun. It's like there's parts. It's like a roller coaster. There's parts where it's dipping way down. You know, you're going way down low, I think, at some parts. But the highs are high. You're climbing okay. up high and getting way up there. Okay. Not this guy. This guy, there, no, there were no dips on this roller coaster. Okay. I thought, yeah, I thought there were a few dips. But not like big. Not big. But like I, I was having a fun time. I mean, that's cool. If there, if there were dips for you, yeah. that's fine. I didn't, I didn't dip at all, though. I thought it was missing a bit of heart. But it made up for that with a bit of extra humor. It just kind of offset it. Yeah. It was it was nice. Yeah, after watching this, man, I really wish there were more in this series. Like I really truly wish I could watch more of these movies. Yeah. I was pumped up about it after um being like a TV show or something, you know, where he just goes on a different like journey every 45 minutes. And maybe that's that, what I thought cool. it was like a little bit a little bit long, maybe for me, even though it's not that long. Um, but I was like, at the end, as soon as it ended, I was like, oh, this could be like, this would have been a good journey type show where there's just like 10 episodes of 10 different things he does. For sure. I think I know what you're talking about because within the first like 25 minutes, they get to this castle that I thought was going to yeah. take them the entire movie to get to. And I was yeah. actually thinking, I was like, the movie could actually end here. It could be 30 minutes long and it would be great. Yeah. Listen. The, the, the clock, when that whole thing ends, the clock ticks at like 45 minutes, I think. 
And I was like five out of five right now. Yeah. <laughs> like I absolutely love this movie. It's perfect. And then there was a whole nother 50 minutes after right. that. So I think that's where like, I, that, I think that's what I mean. I was so high at that point And I was like, this is so great. I'm so in love with this. And then I had to kind of restart. You know, I had to restart the mission. I had to restart what was okay. going on. And so it went down for me. But then it climbed back up by the time we're getting to the end. It did climb back up there. Okay. Well, Dean, it sounds to me like you dipped, not the movie. Maybe. It was maybe. We'll we'll talk about it when we get there, but I know that I know a specific moment where I was like, "This is not as interesting as the thing that just happened right before it." Okay, okay, I, I understand yeah. that. I get that. Now, Red Sonia, the movie, it comes out a year after this, which is Arnie playing a similar type of role, but right, yeah. the movie wasn't well received. Um, I don't recall it. I've probably seen a bit of it. I don't think I've sat through that movie. But Arnie named it as the worst movie he's ever made. Oh. Which isn't, uh, it's not really a glowing recommendation for the movie. But no, there was going to be a third Conan movie, Conan the Conqueror. But okay. Arnie wasn't pleased that the producers made The Destroyer a PG movie, and he decided not to return to the franchise. So... Conan the Conqueror actually went into production hell for like 15 years until it was released uh, as Call the Conqueror in like 1997 or something or 99 or something. Okay. Yeah. But Dean, I can see that you're very upset. Yeah. There might still be hope because as of 2019, Arnie said a third Conan film, Conan the King, was still in active development. So who knows? Okay. There might be one more Conan movie for Arnie. Maybe he's just saying, maybe okay. this is just big talk, you know, but yeah. who knows? Yeah. He said it, you know, in 2019, he said it, and he seems like a trustworthy guy to me. I, I'd be into it. I'd be into it if he was like, you know, old and they played up. I mean, he oh, is he'll old. he'll be old man like Conan. They played, yeah, they played Conan. up that he was really old and they played with like him struggling with like his mortality, like reaching the end of it. And uh, I think that would be really interesting. Oh, it'd be really great, yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I mean, I, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. It, it just flew it was by for me. It flew by. Yeah. I thought it was one fun event after another. No downtime here. Great characters. Fun dialogue. Man, thumbs up from me. Yeah, for sure. Now here's the synopsis. This this is going to be fun because we have an interesting and unique synopsis to bring to everybody. Okay. Conan leads a ragtag group of adventurers on a quest for a princess. So perfect synopsis, I think. But also, isn't that what happened in the first Conan movie? Yeah. So, so here's, yeah, the, here's the interesting thing. Yeah. <laughs> this synopsis is both the synopsis for the first movie... And the second movie, okay, sorry, it is the synopsis for the second movie, but it works for the yeah. first movie if you change your idea of a single word, the word for. So okay. let's take the first movie into consideration. Conan okay. leads a ragtag group of adventurers on a quest for, so out to get, right. a princess. He's out looking for her. This one... Conan leads a ragtag group of, of adventurers on a quest for a princess. For meaning he's doing it for her. Right. She's part of the team. He's he's quested to be... For her. He's quested to do it for her, on her behalf, with okay. her. Okay. So by changing yeah. the idea of a single word, you have a synopsis that works for both of the movies. That is, that, hey, Tim, that's awesome. Because the first time I heard that, the first time I heard what you read... I thought it was wrong because they don't quest for her. Right. They quest, not looking they, for they her. They don't quest She's for with her, them. Dean. They quest for her. Yeah. For her. <laughs> right. Okay. They quest for her. Now it makes sense. And now, yeah, exactly. It's perfect. It works for both I think of we've, them. we might have found the best synopsis of all time. A synopsis yeah. that get, gets written for one movie that works for both. Wow. Isn't English fun? It can be the exact same thing. It's amazing. And uh, it's got two different meanings. Yeah. Try explaining this to someone in a different language. See how that goes. Yeah. Probably yeah. probably won't work. 
Now, the Destroyer released in 1984 with a budget of $18 million. It only grosses around $30 million, so it didn't quite do as well as the first one. I do yeah. find that you know surprising. I thought this would have done a bit better. But especially being down to PG, you know, I guess it's tough when you put the second one down to PG, you know, like you, you put it to PG so you can get like the kids out, the teenagers out. But if it's the second one, maybe they haven't even seen the first. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, that's why they did it. They wanted it PG yeah. so that more people could see it. But maybe people don't know about Conan. So, yeah. Directed by Richard Fleischer. This is the first of his movies that we're covering. He did 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Amityville 3D, and Red Sonja. He won the Academy Award in 1947 for Best Feature Documentary. So this guy's, uh, he's, what? he's one of the old timers. That's what you call an old timer. Wow. Okay. And strange fact for, for everyone here. He's won a Golden Globe for Best Director. And won a golden raspberry for worst director. <laughs> Great. This guy. This guy's got range. He's got he range. He can do it all. He's got he range. He can do it yeah. all. He can hit the high notes and he can hit the low ones. <laughs> He's got range. <laughs> That's a, I've never heard that before. <laughs> I don't know uh, if he fell from great heights or climbed up a rocky right. cliff and... Uh, Right. Found glory. Was it an inspirational story where he like broke into directing, <laughs> got the raspberry early, and then made his way all the way to the globe? Maybe, or is it a fall from fall from great heights? We'll never know. We'll never know. No, nobody will ever know. Yeah. Now the story was written by a couple of comic book legends, in Roy Thomas, a man who introduced Conan the Barbarian to comic books and was editor-in-chief at Marvel in the 70s. He took over for Stan cool. Lee. Mm. And Jerry Conway, who created The Punisher, Miss Marvel, and he took over for Stan Lee writing The Amazing Spider-Man. Nice. So these guys were very unhappy with what Stan Lee Mann, the screenplay writer, did to their story when he adapted it for the movie. So they turned their story into a graphic novel in 1990 titled Conan, the Horn of Azoth. So cool. I want to check that out. Yeah, that sounds good. This is kind of like a similar thing to what happened in RoboCop 2. You know, I'm always interested when the writer, like their story doesn't get portrayed in the movie the way they actually wanted it. But yeah. then I really liked the movie anyways. Makes me yeah. very curious of like how good that original story is. Yeah, for sure. It must just be like a different tone. You know, this one is pretty goofy. So it must just be that. I, I think they went for like the the R yeah. tone, the R rated tone. Yeah, yeah. Music, same as Conan the Barbarian, done by Basil Polidorus. Uh, love the score. Great score. Yeah, great. Now, getting into the movie, Dean, same as the Barbarian, the movie starts with a narration from Mako. He says, between the years when the oceans drank Atlantis and the rise of the sons of Arius, there was an age undreamed of when shining kingdoms lay spread across the world. Hither came Conan, the Sumerian, sword in hand. It is I, his chronicler, who knows well his saga. Now let me tell you of the days of high adventure. So that's cool. It's like it makes it feel like it's a bit a bit of a series like it is a bit of like oh yeah this these one off adventures these two movies they really do feel like that like conan is the uh, the strand that kind of like weaves his way through these stories but nothing else is the same like you've even got yeah. same actors playing new characters in this movie like yeah. they're really trying to just make this like a fresh brand new fresh story yeah, so that's why, yeah, I'm with you. I like the narration at the beginning, and they do a similar thing at the end, and that's, you know, that's what makes me think of the whole series thing. It's yeah. like, okay, here's another tale of Conan. You know, here, here's another tale of the man you know. This is what he did this time. It's, uh, yeah, it's a good setting. It's a good bookends for this movie. Definitely. So we see a bunch of horseback riders on the surface of what looks to be Mars. 
Right. <laughs> Man, it looked great. Dude, it did. It's it looked all awesome. red yeah. and dusty. Yeah. Does That's what stands out right away. Oh. Like is like you're just looking at it and you're like, "Wow, this already looks like so good. Looks amazing. They're on, you know, they're somewhere. They're filming this somewhere. It looks great." It doesn't look like Earth. No, it doesn't. Very cool. Now, as I see these riders, I wonder to myself, Dean, is perhaps Conan among them? Or are they perhaps going after him? Yeah. And uh, only time will tell. But these riders, they're not giving off the nicest of vibes. Now, f- No, for- and, and they're kind of uh, dressed in black. They're dressed in black. And for me, yeah. anytime you decide to wear an animal skull on your head, I feel right. I feel like you're making a pretty strong statement with that. Yeah, like, it's a bad sign. It's a, it's a you're a bad guy. <laughs> you don't see a lot of guys like that come to your camp and be like, "We are friends." Yeah, we've come. Let's sit down. <laughs> we've come to share our have wealth a beer. With you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we brought a cooler of beer with That's us. That's right. Yeah, and we want you to have it. No, it's usually yeah. more like, "Where are your women and children?" Yes, Which tent are they things in? To do. Yeah, <laughs> we've got a busy day. If you could just tell us where they are now, <laughs> get it out of the that way. Would save us some time. Then we see Conan with his muscles rippling in the sun. Oh man, <laughs> he's looking good in this movie. He's looking great. He's ready to take on many women in the act of forced lovemaking. <laughs> yep, that's his thing. And it does appear that these men are, in fact, after him. Yeah. Now, one of the things they made a point of doing in this movie was basically keeping Conan naked the whole time. He basically just wore his little, like, loincloth. In the first movie, he had, like, all sorts of different garbs on, and his rippling muscles in the sun were hidden for for some of it. This time, they're just, like, free the muscles... Let's see it. For him. Yeah. I approve. He looks great. Just a yeah. incredible, you know, specimen that that Arnie. Pecks out in every scene. Every scene you can see those things. Oh yeah. Now, I really enjoyed Conan's feats of strength in this movie. There were a few of them. And we get our first one here. So there's a net attached to two horses, and the riders are heading towards Conan. And obviously they want to wrap him up in this net. He ducks under it. Then he grabs the net and he pulls on it as the horses are riding in the other direction. And he's able to knock the horses over. Yeah. That's extremely impressive. I like that a lot, especially because like the beginning of this fight is not, you know, as good as some of the other Conan stuff, like not as good as some of the other stuff in the other movie. Maybe because it's PG, you know, we're just not seeing as much. It's more like close-ups and then we kind of see the aftermath of what happened. So then this happening, I was uh, I was really excited. I was like, okay, cool. Like they, they're actually trying to do some thinking with this too uh, to make it interesting because they're not going to be showing all the bloody stuff. So this was great. Grabbing that net and dragging them down. He looked so strong doing it. It was awesome. Yeah, he did. It didn't look like they cared much for the horses in this movie. Unfortunately. Oh, man. Uh, Conan punches a horse here as well. He punched one. Punches one. Punched one. Similar to Conan. He would have an animal skull on his head. He would show up to the fire with an animal skull on his head. True. But it wouldn't be like an impressive skull, like a bear or anything. Right. It would be like a, a no. camel or a horse. horse. Something yeah, he horse. punched dead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a guy. Uh, one thing I noticed here is that these guys, they really should have stopped trying to use nets because yes. <laughs> that didn't work at all. No. It's just it's one guy after another trying to capture Conan in a net. And he's just like, dude, yeah. I'm the destroyer. You can't hold me in a net. And he just keeps no. anybody who comes with a net gets murdered. Them and their horse. Yeah. They just get murdered by Conan. <laughs> maybe try something else. I know you want to catch him, but maybe don't try the net. It's not working for you. So Conan ends up killing most of the men, most of the horses, and is then approached by Queen Taramis, played by Sarah Douglas. And she was Ursa in Superman 2. Right, right. Okay. Uh, if if yeah. she looks familiar to you, she, uh, she does a great she job. She looked very familiar. Yeah. Yeah, she gave off like um, 
a very a very good evil Lynn from He-Man vibe, in my opinion. Like oh, she really yeah. felt like her. Yeah. Totally. And uh, beside her is her number one guy, Bombata, played by basketball legend Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain. Hell yeah. I think it's the only movie he ever did, but he was great. (laughs) He is so tall. He's so tall. (laughs) Him with this group, him with this group, everyone he stands beside, he makes look like a child (laughs) because he is so freaking tall. I like it because like this whole world, this really felt, this movie like really, really felt like, like. Dungeons and Dragons or World of Warcraft, you know, it just like actually really felt like that more than the last one did because there's like a team and everyone's got different skills and him just being so big just adds to that. It's like, he's, he's something else. He's a giant. Like that's not, he's not made up of the same stuff that everyone else is. No, like, no, I loved it. Yeah. I read that they had to bring in a, like a special horse for him from another country. <laughs> they're like, sense. we need a giant horse. And they're like, well, yeah. maybe we can bring you one in from overseas. We'll try to find something. We'll try that. A we'll giant that mountain horse of the Himalayas or something. We'll, we'll bring that in for you. Yeah, I guess uh, the horses weren't too happy when he got on. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think so. So Queen Taramis tells Conan that if he does what she asks, she'll give him his deepest desire. And we see that his deepest desire is to have Valeria back. Yeah. That also just happens to be my deepest desire. <laughs> I was thinking, Tim. Because she I was, was thinking that might have been your <laughs> I loved her. She was awesome. It might have been your deepest desire. When she when she showed up on the screen here, I oh, was like, Oh, fabulous. Tim's gonna be happy. It's fabulous. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. I was just staring in awe. I was like, wow. Yeah. Look at how beautiful she's glowing. Look at yeah, her soul. Wonderful. Wow. You're probably pretty pumped. You're like, is she coming back? This is going to be great. I was pumped, yeah. Now, uh, she comes back and read Sonya, but not as Valeria. Ah, okay. So I, just, I think that movie is going to be worth checking out. You know, it sounds like... Sounds if, like it. If nothing else, we'll have a fun time with it. Yeah. So. Sounds like we kind of have to. I think so, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but this is kind of the intro, Dean. Like, what did you think up to this point with what we've seen? Good. Um, looks great. Super pumped about it. Um, the fighting, like I mentioned before, wasn't really super excited about the fighting. I thought it wasn't too great yet. Um, and I thought the fighting was pretty good last one. And so that's, it felt like a little bit of a dip in the fighting, but like they were making up for it in other ways. Also, I was like a little bit on the fence with, conan just being like uh yep i'll do whatever you want because <laughs> you said you can hey can you bring people back from the dead and she's like yes i can he's like cool i'll do whatever you want <laughs> um that seemed he seemed like very against it right away and then she was just like no, no no i can do it um so that that was a little bit weird but tim what i also did love uh was was conan's number one guy <laughs> <laughs> was Conan's number one guy. His number one guy. A guy. Bob. Bob the Goon. Bob the Goon (laughs) is Conan's number one guy in this movie. And dude, he fucking kills it. He's the comedy. He's like the the comic relief sidekick. Nailing it. Funny jokes. Good stuff. Um... He's not he's not the same character he is when he's playing Bob the Goon. He is not Bob. No. Um, he is pretty funny in this movie. Loved him. Yeah, so they head back to the Queen's Castle. On the way, <laughs> Conan gets sneezed on by a camel. So he knocks it he knocks the camel out. They made that sneeze look so gross. <laughs> like it was so gross. If I got that on me from a camel, I would react the same way. It was so disgusting. But Tim, he punched this. This is supposed to be the same camel's last movie. Is it supposed to be the same he, one? Yeah, it's supposed to be the same no, one because he on. apologizes to it first. He apologizes to it. Oh, really? Well, he says, I'm sorry yeah. for punching you before? Yeah. He rides up to it and he says, I'm so sorry for what happened before. Oh, I missed that. I'm sorry for punching you and before. And it sneezes on him? It, sneeze, it sneezes on him or spits on him. It's one of the oh, two. Okay. 
It sneezes or spits on him, and then he punches it again. So now he still owes that camel an apology. I missed that. I missed that. Yeah, I guess who's not getting another apology? That camel. I think that camel's dead. That, was a, that camel might have died. That was a hard yeah. one. He bonked? He kind of bonked it bonked on top it on of the, the head. head. Yeah, that thing went right down. Yeah. yeah. I do bonks, wonder, bonks how, or... I wonder how... I wonder how they make the camel react like that. If it was just like... It le- legitimately like crumbled under the force of Arnie's punch. I didn't want to think about it. Yeah, that's not. Let's just move on. <laughs> yeah. So Queen Taramis tells Conan that her niece Jenna must go on a journey to find a key only she can touch. This key will unlock a jeweled horn, but the jeweled horn is in a castle guarded by a wizard. Conan is to help her get it and then bring her back and he'll have his reward. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we can all smell double cross out of this queen. Yeah. Like, it's so obvious. I mean, she's she looks so evil. Um, she's so evil. She's got a really evil, uh, evil queen vibe going on here, for sure. Definitely. So we meet Princess Jenna, played by Olivia Diabo, who I thought did a fantastic job in this movie. Yep. This is her second role ever. And Dean, she's 14 in this movie. Okay. I thought she was young. I thought she looked young. 14 is shocking. I thought for I thought she could have been like 17. I thought that she looked she young. She easily could have been 25. Okay, yeah. Wow. 14 is shocking. That is shocking. She's also stunning. Um, which is now I feel weird for saying it now that she I learned that she's 14. <laughs> when I thought she was 25, yeah. I'm like, that's a beautiful woman. Then I learned that she's 14, and now, well, now we'll just move on. But I mean, she's probably like 58 now. now she is, so yeah. yeah. She's probably still stunning. Uh, so Jenna will be going on a journey with Conan, which makes me nervous for her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We saw what he did in the last movie to women. Yeah, I know. Very nervous. But the queen sends Bombata with them. Because it's very important that Jenna remains a virgin. Now, this is probably the best call in the movie, in my opinion. Send this giant man with them to make sure everything stays safe. Because I was worried. I was legitimately worried. I'm like, I don't like where this is going. I don't want her to go on a journey with Conan. But here's the thing, Tim. You picked the wrong guy. You pick Wilt Chamberlain to be... The pr- well, the protector yeah. of a princess's virginity. Right, she's more in trouble with him than with Conan. With him, famously the man who slept with twenty thousand women, <laughs> according to himself. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. All right, let's see them. Let's see them get themselves out of this it's, mess. I'm very concerned for her, for her well being. Yeah, very concerned. But this is very weird because Queen Taramis says she needs Princess Jenna to remain a virgin so that she can be sacrificed on her return. Right. Right. Say what? <laughs> Wait, okay. What? <laughs> she needs to go get the <laughs> thing, come back and be killed. Evil queen vibe confirmed. Does she know this? No, I don't think so. And also the queen tells Bombada to kill Conan once they have the jeweled horn. Yeah. So conspiracies. So the three of them, along with Bob, they set out, <laughs> and we quickly learn Jenna thinks Conan is handsome. So yep. now Bombata, man, he's got one hell of a task in front of him. He's got to work overtime he's here. Keep her virginity intact, and she's into Conan. She's super into. She's super horny for him. Super, super duper. Yeah, uh, and this is the weirdest part of all. And definitely a part of the movie I loved. He is not into her at all. He is in love with Valeria still. And the idea that he might get her back, that's all he can think about. I think that's so cool because he was such a a pig in the first movie. And yeah, it was rated R, so they did some different stuff. This is PG. It's kind of like more for everybody, more for the family. But I, I love that like change of character for him. I thought it was really smart. I, I totally agree. I think this movie is so much better 
that he doesn't care at all and she just keeps trying to figure out ways to make him notice her um, instead of the flip side where like Conan and Jenner are trying to get together and uh, like he, they have to keep being stopped in some way. You know, yeah. I, I think that that's not as good for this movie not as him just not even caring. Yeah, I totally agree. So I'm really noticing like how much I'm enjoying the cinematography in this movie. We've already mentioned the sweeping landscape of Mars, but they've been doing great shots of the desert, great shots of the mountains. Like it feels so epic. I'm really, really taking notice of what they're doing. Yep. So the group comes across a band of savages who are about to cook Akiro the wizard, who is played by Mako. And as I mentioned before, Mako was in the first movie, but he played the Wizard of the Mound. Here he plays a guy, Akiro, which is a different character altogether. Um, Mako, though, Dean, just a side sidebar, Mako is the voice of Aku from Samurai Jack. Oh, cool. I didn't know that. Awesome. Mm -hmm. So Conan goes in and he pops some heads off to save Akira. So... Yeah. While like the fighting and you know the kills maybe aren't as gruesome as the barbarian, they're still pretty good. Like they popped a head clean yeah. off here, and there's lots of like sword attacks that you know elicit a lot of blood coming out. There's a lot of like yeah. a lot of the red stuff. Yeah, they kind of they they figure it out with how they're sort of cutting the scenes how the how they're like cutting the fight scenes they really figure out what they can put on the heads that can roll um without showing certain other things so i think they're being very strategic about it and that's uh it it works i think it works definitely next they pick up another member for the team zula played by grace jones uh great character she's always she's always like really interesting to watch in movies she's got such a unique look to her yeah. And even though she's a musician, she like she always does really good at acting, I find. Yeah. And she at least did extremely well here. I know I can't remember, you know, fully how well she did in the Bond movie, but uh we'll be getting to that soon, so we'll find out. I'll tell you something. Over on Patreon. Check it out. That's one that's one thing I really remember about her or about that movie is her. About that Bond movie is her. So, like, she's got to be doing something, right? If uh, if that's what I'm really remembering. Yeah, she's Mayday. Yeah. So, we've compiled our full team here, right? We've got Bombata. We've got Princess cool. Jenna. We've got Conan. We've got Zula. And we've got Bob the Goon. So, what do you <laughs> like or not like about this team? Or, like, what do you... Is uh, there is there... Yeah. Obviously, there's stuff you like, you know... Tell me what that is, but also if there's something you don't like about the team, let me know. Uh, yeah, I I really love the makeup of the team. Um, like I said before, it reminds me of World of Warcraft because when you like when you play World of Warcraft, you like pick a specific type of character. So you're either like someone who can take a lot of damage, or you're someone who heals people, or you're someone who throws spells, or you're someone who sneaks around. And then you all get you get together with a group of all the other types of people and you guys storm dungeons, you know, and you need you need each element or you're going to fail in the dungeon. And so I really like this. I thought like everyone had their thing. Everyone had their like there's the magic user. There's like Conan, who's the tank. He's the one who's going to like take on the most enemies. And they just while everyone else tries to do things. Um, I, I, yeah. So I, I really liked the team. I was pretty pumped about it. Uh, it got me pretty excited. Um what I didn't like about the team. I don't know. I guess like the magic using is like slightly strange. Um, maybe not quite to the level I would want it. Um, it seemed almost at sometimes a little goofy, like, Oh no, wrong spell doing the wrong thing. I would wanted the magic to be a little more serious, but maybe that's probably it. That's a good call. Like Akiro is the only magician in the movie who isn't like a super badass. He's kind of like a goofy character. He's kind of goofy. Yeah. Yeah, I would have. Yeah, I would have swapped him out with one of those other badass magicians, and then you, yeah. then you got a cool team, or a exactly. cooler team because the, the the team's great. I, I love it. I, yeah. I'm same with you. Like, I love how unique they make each of these characters. Like, they're they're all so different from each other, and they have their unique talents yeah. and skills, uh, and motivations. Like, they they they've come from like they're there for different reasons, right? You've got like someone on the team who's ready to double cross. You've got, you know. Bob, who just follows Conan 
in the off chance he's going to be able to find a jewel and swallow it, right? And, and eat it. And eat it. <laughs> You've got uh, Zula, who basically Conan like saved her from being killed. So she just yeah. wants to pledge her allegiance to him. And then you've yeah. got Princess Jenna, who they're all following. So really, really neat group of, of characters. Um, much better job in this movie than the last movie of like putting yeah. the team together. I mean, the last the last movie, the team was good, but this is a better team. Way better. Yeah, it's, it's way more memorable for me. The last, the thing about the last team, even though I like the characters, there's not a lot of differentiating between right. them. They're all kind of the same yeah. character, right? And so what, what's really cool about this is is those different pieces. Everyone's their own. They're, they, they have their own motivation. They have their own skills. And they're all working together as like a team to actually accomplish something. Um, and it was, yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, we kind of quickly get to this castle that I thought was going to take them a very long time to get to. So yeah. that caught me off guard. Very cool shot of this castle, which looks like it's made out of crystal. Like it, it looks yeah. like the Fortress of Solitude in the middle of a lake. Yeah. Looked awesome. We see the evil wizard who lives there, a very creepy looking guy. He casts a spell and becomes a ghostly creature that flies to the shore where our friends have set up camp for the night and he kidnaps the princess. I very much enjoyed this. I thought the effects looked Great. really cool. This uh, That's exactly what I was going to say, Tim. This is the best effects in the movie is, is this, I think, is this uh, ghostly creature carrying the princess back to his lair. I think it looks great. I don't really even know how they did it because some other stuff looks pretty bad. And so just to see this, to see like that they really poured it into this part, I was really, um, I was really happy to see that they, they did it for this scene. Cause this scene's really cool. They did have some pretty cool effects in the barbarian when I can't, well, I can't remember exactly what happened was Conan poisoned or something or near dead. And the, the spirit demons came for him at night and there were like red. Oh demons yeah. That flying was great. around yeah. and, the That's Wizard great. of the Mound was like trying to fight them off. That looked fucking awesome. Yeah. That looked awesome. But yeah. I mean, this looked really cool too. So the team notices the princess is gone and they boat over to the castle. Uh, I don't know if you noticed this, Dean, but they're all sitting in the boat. It's a camera shot from the front of the boat looking back to Conan, who's rowing the boat. Yeah. And every time he rowed, the oar hit Bob the goon in the head. <laughs> I didn't notice. Like, they only did that scene like to show him get hit in the head over and over again by the oar. <laughs> oh, I missed it's it. It's really funny. <laughs> Got to see it. It's really got to go back and watch it. But they get to the castle and there's no door. They don't know how to get in. So yeah. Conan decides they should swim underneath the castle to find a way in. Loved it. Shout out to uh, cool. Obi-Wan Kenobi show where Obi-Wan swims under the, of the, course. Uh, the yeah. castle or whatever you whatever it is, the headquarters. Yeah. Loved it. Tim, I, ha I have a question though. Yeah? How, does, how does Arnie do it? How does he swim? How does he not just sink like a rock? Um, With all that muscle. I guess I don't really know because I don't have all that muscle, but like it must be hard for that guy to swim. He's, he's too powerful. Water is no match for him. Right. Ah, it's true. That's true. Conan the Destroyer? Yeah. Are you kidding me? He can definitely take on water. Have you ever seen how fast a hippo moves through water? Oh, wow. It true. It parts the water no problem. That's Think of a hippo true. times okay. a thousand, maybe? Yeah, maybe hippo more. with definition. A, a hippo yeah. that's been working out for 40 years. <laughs> a hippo okay. that for 20 years pushed the wheel of pain oh yeah think of how true. ripped that hippo would be now picture yeah. that hippo swimming in the water that's conan conan that's danger that's dangerous okay cool i'm glad you cle cleared that yeah. up for me <laughs> does, does that work for you dean yeah it does because when he jumped in i was like oh he's done he's at the bottom now nah. he's not getting up nah he's the got water it. shrieked in terror is what happened when yeah. he jumped in yeah the water shrieked 
Those underwater shots, too, you could see. Like, his muscles looked even better underwater. Like, you could just... It was just like a close-up of his face, but you could see his shoulders swimming. And I was like, damn, man, that guy looks good. He's huge. They made him put on muscle for this movie, which seems like absurd. (laughs) To ask Arnold Schwarzenegger to put on muscle. To put on muscle. We like you for the role, but you're just not big enough. Not quite big. People won't buy it. (laughs) Can you put on 20 pounds of muscle? You need a little bit more, but we're also going to have you struggle sword to sword with just regular people. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, struggle. Did he struggle? What, at one point, I think he struggled sword to sword with someone. Okay. It's coming up. He's probably very tired. He's probably... <laughs> he might have... He, yeah, he probably had just killed swim. like 100 people. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the inside of this castle looks awesome. There's a giant like spiral staircase that looks like it's carved out of rock and it looks like the rock is just like it goes from the bottom to the top it's like like almost like a mountain in in a way and they've just carved a spiral staircase into it so cool absolutely loved it so they take that staircase to the top and they get to the wizard's chamber and I thought another really fun scene. Uh, what did you think of this scene, Dean? Is this where it starts to dip for you? No, this is the peak. This is the peak of the movie. Okay. So why don't you why don't you break down the scene for us? Okay. So in this scene, uh, in the wizard's chamber, it's just Conan who's actually in it. The rest of the team's outside, kind of watching, and there's a bunch of mirrors. There's a bunch of mirrors around, and there's a bunch of um, cloaked figures standing in like a circle kind of surrounding Conan. And uh, the cloaked figures, they're like, uh, is it red? I think yep, it's like a red, red cloak. Yep. Yeah, red cloak. They're starting to like, they're starting to like walk together and kind of merge. So one of them's like walking around the circle and every time he catches up to another cloaked figure, they're kind of merging together until they all go into one. So this is why I'm just loving this. I'm loving this. So shit. cool. They all go down into one. Um merge at one character with the hooded cloak and he like flings his cloak off and he's just this like monster <laughs> he's just this like amazing looking great monster i'm fist pumping i'm loving me. it scary for sure scary and now he's gonna fight conan <laughs> so you have a fight between this monster and conan and you quickly figure out after conan tries to get a few slashes in that he's not even there like he's every slash goes right through him so Conan like doesn't really know how to how to go about the fight and actually hit him until he accidentally falls into one of these mirrors. It breaks and the monster gets a cut on him. I'm just like I'm loving it. I'm so absolutely cool. loving this. Yep. So cool, such a cool idea. Now you have to go Conan has to go around breaking all the mirrors in order to get multiple cuts on this on this monster. So now it's just a fight between him trying to get to a mirror but the, before the monster can like grab him and pin him down and hit him with shots. Um, it's, yeah, it's just fantastic. I was, this for me is peak. This is peak movie. Yeah. It's, it's really cool because it's, it's the wizard just using this trick to become this monster, which I guess would be his powerful form, right? Because as the wizard, he, he's probably not formidable in hand-to-hand combat and, and able to fight Conan, but he uses his magic to become this, this beast. But yeah, really, really cool scene. Something that I noticed, I don't know if you noticed or not, they're in this like crystal palace and it's supposed to be cold. So we can see their breath. Like they're they're, right. they're blowing their breath out. And I saw Conan do it. And I thought, like, did they put smoke in his mouth and he blew it out? But then he like blew it out again and then the other characters were blowing it out. And I thought... Yeah. I guess that's pretty cool special effects that they like threw in, um, like they added their their breath to right. make us think it's cold. Yeah, it turns out they were using dry ice. They put oh. dry ice, which is like if you touch dry ice, it's so cold, like it'll you'll get frostbite immediately. They put dry ice in little mesh cages that they put in their mouths, that what? when they talked would like would force out that the the look of cold air like in, you're in a temperature of wow. like minus 30 
Wow. That's amazing, dude. That's amazing. That that's that's dedication. That they would yeah. do that. I thought that was so cool. Totally. Because it's such a neat effect that as they talk, this this cold air, this cold breath comes out of and they were all doing it. Yeah, it Man. adds so much. Like I definitely thought they were just in a cold place, but then like they're not really wearing very many clothes. So that doesn't really add up so right. like that's that's I mean, awesome they, that's they were cool. in a cold place for sure i felt like I, yeah as soon as i saw conan's breath i'm like man he must be really cold because it looks really cold yeah. in there and he's wearing nothing yeah but uh that's that's very cool man i just hats off to those you know the uh actors and actresses who did that you would yeah, never totally. get anyone nowadays who'd be willing to do that no, and you can just so easily add it with special effects that they just wouldn't do it, right? But, this looked, but it won't look as good. Exactly. This looked better. So the princess goes in. She's able to get this giant diamond from the pedestal. Yeah. After the wizard, actually, I don't even know if he died or not. He just disappeared in the ball of light. It was very cool. It was very cool, yeah, because like... Conan was get, like guessing them, like hitting all the mirrors out, and then there was two mirrors left, and he had just decided that the wizard was behind one of them, and he would have to kill him that way. So he threw, he did like a fake out. He like faked throwing at one of them and threw at the other one, so that maybe the wizard wouldn't suspect it. And his sword went through it and hit the wizard right in the stomach. And the wizard just walks out, pulls it out of his stomach, and then just yeah, disintegrates into like a ball of light in like a very. Very like David Lopan, light out of your eyes and mouth type way, where it's just like totally consumed the entire screen, and then he was gone. Yeah. Also, the dude from Halloween Three, feel like he kind of exited oh, the yeah. same way. Totally, Anytime yeah. I see somebody exit like that, I do not think yeah. they're dead. They've just they've just <laughs> right, gone yeah. somewhere else. Like, yeah, yeah. There's something else going on there. So, yeah. Interesting, but uh, yeah, the, the princess gets this diamond from a pedestal in the wizard's chamber, and this is the key to getting the jeweled horn. Right. Now, a very fun break in the movie where the princess, who's very interested in Conan, um, and wants to possibly become his queen, and mm-hmm. Conan is, he's wasted, He's so, He's so wasted. drunk on wine. <laughs> it's, it's so, so funny. Good. She's hitting on him, and he just doesn't care. You know, we talked no. about it already. He loves Valeria. Yeah. Very funny line from Princess Jenna. She's tending to a cut on Conan's arm while he's drunk, and she says, I suppose nothing hurts you. And Conan says... Like, very macho, like, only pain. <laughs> only pain. <laughs> of course. So of course. Funny. That's, what, that's what does hurt, is pain. Only pain. I love the honesty him. from him. It's the, it's the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Then Jenna asks Zula to train her, because Conan has made it very clear he's in love with Valeria, and he likes women who are warriors. So Jenna asks Zula, how do you attract a man? What I mean is, suppose you set your heart on somebody, what would you do to get him? And Zula says, you grab him. You grab him and take him. <laughs> That's okay, Thank you. Thanks, Zula. That's great. great. Okay, good advice. So Jenna takes that advice and goes to Bob and wants to know... <laughs> What to do with him after you grab him and you've got him. <laughs> yeah, what do you do then? <laughs> and oh man, thank goodness for Bob. Bob couldn't be more awkward here. He yeah. says, Well, that's easy. You just you uh you see, in order for a man to really know a woman. And for her to know him, they uh, have to uh, they have to join, uh, <laughs> get together. You see, he has to take his uh, his uh, and grab her by the uh, uh, there you are. 
join. <laughs> I mean, how do you think flowers grow? <laughs> the best. Great talk, Bob. Great. I mean, talk. how do you think flowers grow? <laughs> is the best. It's the best ending to that. It's so good. <laughs> I feel like this is like a classic dad trope. Like <laughs> yeah, the dad yeah. going to his son and being like, uh, you know, son, I wanted to, uh, you know, talk to you about, well, you know, you know what, right? Uh, and the kid's <laughs> just like, uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, you know what, what it is, right? Uh, yeah, 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 I do. Good, good, good. Yeah. Cause your, your mother, uh, she wanted me to make sure that you know all about it. <laughs> And you do, right? And you, yeah, 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 I, I, I know about it. <laughs> oh, okay, good. So, yeah, if you have any questions, you know, let me know. Yeah, yeah, okay. And then when it's over, like the son's left thinking. He's like, yeah, I know what to do. When the time comes, I put my thing here in her belly button. And <laughs> we're good. <laughs> it's like. Good talk, Dad. Yeah, thanks, Dad. <laughs> It's like, you've given me nothing. You've just made me feel uncomfortable, and I know nothing more than I knew before. That was Bob here. That was Bob. You and I had the same father. Yeah, we had the same talk. Yeah. We had the same talk. Yeah. <laughs> good talk. Done. Yeah. We'll never, never speak of it yeah, again. I was channeling Dad there. Yeah, that was Dad's talk. It was good. Yeah. It was good. I got flashbacks. <laughs> uh, so the princess leads them to their next destination, a hidden palace in the in the mountains. Now she places the diamond on a pedestal. A statue of a dragon's head opens up, and the princess walks through fire to get inside, where she finds the jeweled horn. Yeah. And as they leave, they're stopped by the keepers of the horn, and there's a lot of them, Dean. But years of guarding the horn has left them weak and pitiful as fighters. <laughs> and our, our friends easily escape, killing many. Yeah. Yeah. I do love uh I do love the guy that clicks his braces together though, his his yeah. his arm braces. The, he's together. their leader. That guy he, that guy's he's awesome. a wizard, right? He's another cool, yeah. powerful wizard in the movie. So he he was great, but yeah. his minions were yeah. wimps. Yeah, so I just wanted to say that I, I thought this part was really cool. I was into this whole getting the horn. You skipped the part oh, that where it dips. I that was a dip for me, and dip? you skipped it because it's not important. I, I skipped and that's the dip. What kind of you skipped the dip, and that's like it, it just wasn't important. Right after they had this big epic fight with the wizard, they go and just like get into a fight with this little like gang that's kind of wearing the colors of the queen. And it's just like that fight to me just wasn't really that exciting, especially at coming down from such a great fight just to go straight into that one. I was like, oh, now it just feels like more stuff. I, I like the stakes have not been built for this. I don't really know what's going on here. This doesn't seem like a problem. So that's where it kind of dipped for me. I lost interest during that fight. And then they had to, you know, they kind of won me back to get me back to the spot we're at now. Right. So I guess all that really happened in that fight was... I think it was a moment where Bombata was supposed to kill Conan. And like beyond yeah. that, I think it was their men that were sent to kill Conan. It was, yeah. And that uh, that guy he fought, the guy Conan fought, that was that Sven Oli Thorson guy who was in the first movie. He was like he was like oh, okay, yeah, Thorgrith yeah. or Thorgrim or something. Okay. He's the guy in uh The Running Man. Oh yeah. You know who I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? So, so yep. he's back in this movie as a different character. Okay. I think that was kind of like his moment to have like a fight scene. So I think they right. they shoehorned him in here. But okay, yeah, and, that makes and sense. After, yeah, it looked like Bombata actually like tried to kill Conan here. So yeah. I agree with you though. You, like you don't you don't need that scene. You know, I yeah. skipped over it here. So clear clearly exactly. it doesn't yeah. matter, if you, right? like honestly, if you cut it out, then I'm just like still riding riding high with the movie and there's no dip for me. Nothing changes if you cut that out. Yeah. Now, as the team's escaping from this uh, this castle in the mountains here, Bombadis seizes this opportunity to try to kill Conan, and he caves in the roof on top of Conan. Right, yeah. All that does is slow Conan down. Yeah. But it does allow Bombada to escape with the princess. 
Now, Conan realizes here that he was set up, and Conan does not like being set up. And Bombata and the princess return with the horned jewel and take it to Queen Taramis. Conan and the team arrive a short time later, and they sneak in a secret way in the back. Taramis gives the princess a drugged beverage so she'll cooperate with the sacrifice of her. Yeah. Yeah. And then another feat of strength from Conan, where he bends some steel bars so the team can get through a blocked off cave. Awesome. I liked it because it like they made it look like it took some effort. Like as, as sure, he starts yeah. as he grabs the bars and he starts pulling them apart, nothing's really happening, and you wonder if he will be able to do it. And then he's slowly starting to bend them. Uh, and then he eventually gets them far enough apart that they can sneak through. It's it's great. They just it's a, yeah. it's power. He's 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 sure power, that guy. It's power, and I like that the rest of the team is kind of talking about how like all is lost and like this, you know, the the bars are here and now they've failed, and he's just like slowly pulling them apart. I I think it's great. It's actually a pretty funny conversation because Bob yeah. is the one who told them about this way in. Right. And he's like yeah. I don't know. He's like something like my cousin, sister's friend, but he's like, they snuck out or they snuck in or snuck out from this location. And yeah. then they get there and there's bars. Right. And he's like, yeah. she never told me about bars. And then I think it's Zula is like, like, dude, they put the bars here because your friend escaped. That's why they're here yeah. now. They weren't here yeah. before, but that's why they're here now. So, was, yeah, funny, like, back conversation going as Conan, Conan's, yeah. like, ripping these bars open. Isn't he, like, at one point, isn't he just like, I don't know, maybe they slipped through. Do you think they could have slipped through these bars? <laughs> yeah. That's so Bob. <laughs> so what's going on here is the queen is trying to resurrect a god named Dargoth. Now, it's been foretold that whoever brings Dargoth back will stand by its side in power. So that's why she's trying to do this. The ceremony is underway as Conan and the team sneak into the castle. And we get something that we've been waiting for. I've been waiting for. I'm sure you've been waiting for it. And that's Conan mm -hmm. battling Bombata. For sure. And I thought this could have been done way better. Like, it was yeah. okay, but... I, I don't know. Conan obviously kills Bombata, but this should have. This could have been a much better battle scene. Bombata did not seem like a giant threat in this fight. I mean, he seemed like a giant. He was tall, but he didn't seem like a giant threat. It seemed like, yeah, there, there, the the fight didn't have like enough good beats to it. You know, it's it too just, short. Just, yeah, it was it was too short, and it and was boring. like, you know. Yeah, boring. He like cut him in the legs, so then that was a problem. He couldn't stand up too well. It just yeah, it was it was just fine. Yeah, it was, it it was okay. Good. Now the princess's throat is about to be cut by the queen's wizard. Clouds start rolling in. Uh, it seems like Dargoth knows what's going on here. Yeah, but Zula tosses her stake through the wizard's chest, and then Dargoth is starting to take form. And all hell starts breaking loose. Yeah. So I don't I don't know what I've been calling. I think I've been calling this guy Dagoth and Dargoth, but his name is Dark. No, no. His name is Dagoth. Uh, how would you describe this Dagoth, this god who starts taking form? Any ideas what he looks like? Because I've got a couple of opinions. Good question. Good question. Um, he's a uh, he's lizardy. Yes. I think I think his mouth kind of looks a little. Uh, he kind it doesn't really look like it, but kind of reminded me of like a predator, kind of just like his little. I don't know his little mouth and how it opened. It reminded me of the first predator costume that they did away with. Yeah, like the Van Damme costume. Okay, cool. Oh yeah. Okay, there you go. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, it was he was definitely lizardy, and he had like a giant head you know he's kind of snaky too i guess that's like lizardy but yeah i was i, I was know. thinking a couple things i i came up yeah, with go an aquatic rhinoceros oh oh yeah yeah because he's got the whole you got the horn you got to have the horn in there yeah that's true Yeah, but i think more appropriately i think if the creature from the black lagoon mated with a unicorn 
Oh, Tim, you're totally right. Because I was thinking, as soon as he popped out, I was like, it's Mr. Gilman. He's got the Gilman it's a Gilman. Hands. He's got the Gilman hands. But then I saw his horn and I just completely forgot about weird. Mr. Gilman. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is it is Mr. Gilman and a unicorn, 100%. Yeah, well, Dagoth kills the queen. He's like, I don't care that you're trying to bring me back. No. Uh, so that didn't work out at all for her. No, she's got her own agenda, or he's got his own agenda. Conan has to go and defeat Dagoth, but he's struggling to do any sort of damage to it. Yeah. Akira the wizard yells out that its power is in its horn. So Conan jumps on its back and pulls the horn out, which looked quite painful for Dagoth. This is, I I like this is the classic, we can make something really disgusting because this creature doesn't, isn't really real. It doesn't exist. So they're pulling, he's pulling this horn out like you would rip an arm out of the socket and like, all the way rip it off uh, like it's just like there's out. strands of sh- yeah there's like goop and strands of shit still holding on and he's just ripping oh. and tearing and ripping oh. it was it was really it good. was really good yeah uh that works dagoth is dead yeah. bob comes in with a tiny knife and starts stabbing it just to make sure and Great. to get in on the fun they need him the princess is finally safe she's also now in charge now that the queen is dead. She puts Zula in charge as captain of their defenses. She makes Bob the kingdom's fool. She makes Akiro her new wizard. And as for Conan, well, she wants him to rule by her side. But he says he'll have his own kingdom with his own queen. So she gives him a kiss and he leaves. He's still mourning the loss of Valeria and now on a quest for more wine. Then the movie ends the same way as the first Conan with Conan sitting on a throne and Mako narrating about his future adventures and the end. I like, obviously, that she's uh, Jenna's picking her court here and he turns her down course great conan turns her down yeah so good i think bob made a mistake here staying he's the fool here he should have went with conan he would have got a much better position with conan he's his number one guy he would have got in conan's uh when when conan's king in conan's uh area he would have had i don't know maybe he's the right hand man there you know maybe he's in charge of the the military you know who who knows um he's not gonna be the fool (laughs) he's not gonna be the fool over there it's true it's true mistake now there were some scenes cut out um to get the pg rating oh, okay one of them was a love scene between queen taramis and conan i uh i thought that i i, ha- I, I felt those vibes <laughs> in that first scene when they were in the room i was like they're totally having sex right she's now. she's got those hungry eyes yeah <laughs> the other that they cut out was a love scene between queen taramis and the statue that she puts the horn into that becomes Dagoth. That would have been so good. She was going to make love to a statue. That's Tim. Honestly, that's what I needed. I was missing <laughs> what <laughs> I was missing why she cared so much about this. You know, we didn't spend a lot of time with her. I didn't know why she like cared so much for to bring Dagoth back. I needed this. I needed to see her just True. like having a sex scene with the statue and be like, okay, she's just completely obsessed. I don't want to see that, but yeah, maybe more insight <laughs> into why she wants to bring him back. But yeah. I, yeah. I'm not really, I don't think I'm going to be into watching her have sex with a statue. Like the statue's not going to move, I don't think. No, I'm, I'm into it. I think it, it's though. just, a, it's like right. a marble statue that you're, you're yeah. into it though, hey? I mean, oh, you know it, what? Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't have to get graphic, but like I need her All rubbing right. up on that statue. I, I'll I tell like you what, it. if you're into it, then I'm into it. <laughs> yeah, cool, let's cool. do it. Let's uh Yeah. Release the Snyder cut. Release the cut. I would like yeah, I think I think that adds I think it actually adds a lot. I, I like that a lot. All right. Well, that's it for Conan the Destroyer. I'm uh, I feel quite certain now that Red Sonya will pop up eventually. 
Yeah. In, in the and feed. it'll probably be great. I think so too. Yeah. Right on. All right. Everybody listening, if you'd like to support us here at Talking Back, you could share an episode with your friends, tell them all about us. You can rate and review us on your favorite podcast app. You can leave a one time donation at buymeacoffee.com. Or you can sign up to be a patron at patreon.com slash talkingbackpodcast. That will unlock exclusive episodes for you. And now that this episode's over, don't worry. Head on over to bfopnetwork.com and check out one of the other amazing nostalgia-based podcasts in our network. We promise you'll find something you like or Dean will punch out a camel. Punch out. I'll do it. I'll also have sex with a statue. <laughs> well, there you go. The st- that's how confident the stakes I have been raised. That's how confident. <laughs> yeah, that's how confident I am. You'll find something you like. <laughs> Dean, thanks for joining. Yeah, thanks, Tim. Thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. I'm Adam. And I'm Corey. And we are the hosts of Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We are breaking down every single episode of Seinfeld as we watch it, reliving this amazing show. That's right. It's a trip down memory lane for all of us 90s kids out there. You can find Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, and Patreon. La la la. 